Welcome to the NACA American Dream Program. Each week, we'll talk about how NACA is revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best mortgage in America. Let me tell you this. It's no down payment, no closing cost or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score. And guess what? It's at a below market fixed rate. We'll talk about how NACA is stabilizing strong neighborhoods through affordable homeownership. NACA is relentless. And how about how NACA fights for economic justice against predatory and discriminatory lending for over 30 years? Did I say it again? NACA's just relentless. This is the NACA way. Hey, hey, what's going on out there, NACA land, Facebook land? We're back for another awesome Monday. But guess what? We have an awesome surprise for you today. We have our regional managers from all over. They hang out with us today to give you information to help assist you with getting your file through. So we have these awesome people, but I always want to go and recognize my mistress of ceremony, Anjanette. What's going on over there in Texas? How's the weather? How was your weekend? Hey, 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 hey out there. It is a beautiful day in the world of NACA. Damien, beautiful weekend. We had a job Mm. there this weekend and it was good, but it's a beautiful day out here. A beautiful day to be out and about in your hood, riding around looking for a NACA home home where you can purchase with an in-house agent with NACA and have a NACA mortgage. So today is a beautiful day to be out and about doing what we know how to do best as always community service advocacy at its best Mm. putting our feet in the hood and doing good so it's a beautiful day we're happy to be here and today anybody who's out there looking for a house if you lock it in today today's rate on a 30-year fixed is 2.125 and on a 15-year it's 1.5 can't nobody do it like NACA we are here Damien and we're doing what we're doing only what we know how to do and that's make a difference What we got going on? Because I see some, I see more than one person. I see more than two people. I see, I see several people. What's going on? We have the VIPs of NACA, the important Uh people who make the decisions of NACA and who has impact on how we move and maneuver through NACA. What I want to first ask them to do these important people is to each introduce themselves, ladies first, and also tell us what region you're in. So, But, but you know what, Damien, before they do get you guys out there in Facebook land, throw some hearts up for us today. We want to see them hearts going up and you can always find us at www.naca.com and start hitting us up with questions at 833-771-0500. That's 833-771-0500. Damien, take it away with the lady in the Mm. plan. Who we got? This is the lady to know you guys. This is one of the ladies that you definitely want to know. Miss Claudette, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, awesome lady. Hello, Naka. My name is Stewart, and I am one of the regional directors for NACA, going in my seventh year. I am also the regional director for the West Coast and all mountain states. And let me not forget my home state of North Carolina. Yay! Awesome. Right. So she's all of East Coast. No, West Coast. All of West Coast. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Seven years. California people. I know. And she's been seven years. Seven years, Damien. How can she do it? We're going to hear all about the seven years, but go on. Who we got next? Don't listen to anybody. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. Um, I don't know. Well, okay. I'll do it. Uh, My name is Benjamin Kojo, uh, regional director for NACA, the Northeast. You know, uh, literally from where uh, I guess Claudette leaves off, I pick up. So, you know, I'm from Virginia all the way up to Rochester, New York, uh, covering, you know, uh, Western Mass, you know, uh, Boston, Lawrence. So we we go all the way up to the Maine in that, or New Hampshire, I should say, uh, above uh, Massachusetts. Uh, Been with NACA for... I think going on 14 years now. So wow. 14 years. Oh, you're the my senior God. person on this call. Mm, yes, you are. 
Okay. All right, y'all throw some hearts up for that 14 years here in NACA, (laughs) and he's still looking good, smiling, (laughs) positive, great attitude. That deserves some hearts right there. We do great things here. Yes, sir. There's a lot to smile about. And you're you're northeast, so is that including the D.C. tri-state area or? Definitely. uh, Richmond, Virginia, D.C., Baltimore, uh, Delaware, PA, New Jersey, New York. Connecticut, you know, Mass. uh, Wow. All right. Just going up the coast. Let's go on down 95. What we got going down 95? We still on the East Coast. Or Diego? Yeah, I go go first. Uh, My name is Diego Luque. I'm another uh, NACA Realist uh, Regional Director. Good afternoon to all NACA members. Uh, I'm in my 12th year with NACA, and my region covers uh, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and Texas, 10 offices that we have in those states. Oh, thank you. We got some big ones, Diego. Diego Luque, everybody. He's handling Southeast Coast and all the way into Texas. That's right. Right here where I am, this is my regional, you guys. That's why I'm loving on Diego Luke because he already, we got to get him one of those big Texas 10-gallon hats next time he comes on so he can represent Texas for real, for real, right? And uh, Georgia, thank you because he's also my regional. That's right. (laughs) Coke and a smile. Uh, have one more. Go ahead, Mr. Washington. Yeah, I'm the freshman of the group here. My name is Washington Riles. I'm the regional director for uh, Midwest uh, from uh, Michigan, Ohio. Uh, then down in the coast, I have uh, South Carolina, uh, Louisiana, Arkansas, and uh, Mississippi. Wow. Been with NACA for 11, been in NACA a total of 11 years, been a regional for about three years. I mean, so these are not no newcomers. And if you're saying you're the junior in the group, I don't think you're the freshman in the group. 11 years, seven years, 12 years, 14 years. I mean, this is this is the, the life that's really pumping the blood to the counselors. And so if you ever want to know what a regional does or what, you know, who's responsible for your counselors, these are the subject matter experts that's making sure that the counselors are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And that's getting you ready for your NACA mortgage, getting you ready and prepared with budget counseling, as well as getting you ready for your, your mortgage purchase. So, you know, this, these are, this is the voice behind the voices. So, you know, I want to start with uh, you, Washington, and just find out from you, you're being in the southern states. We've had a lot of devastation in Louisiana and across I-20 heading over into Diego's territory. You know, how does that play a part into us being able to service our clients or our members? You know, does the devastation stop? When, does it make NACA or the counseling stop when those devastations happen, or do we crank it up a notch and do more? What what happens in Louisiana and Alabama, Mississippi? Well, um, you know, in, in Louisiana, you know, of course, it had to stop because of the devastation was so devastating, right? It was such a it had such an effect. But as soon as we were able to get things up and running, um, the counseling continued to continue to uh, grow, uh, continue to move forward. Uh, we had our counselors there, you know, we didn't have much of an effect to the NACA offices. So where our counselors were still, you know, going to check on the offices after and waiting on the power to, to kind of come back up. Um, Mississippi, we were, we were fine and we just continued to work on through it. Uh, some of the title agencies uh, uh, were, were affected. So they, um, uh, they were able to, you know, just kind of get business up and running just like any other business typically, but you know, nothing, nothing, nothing stopped, just kind of a pause, I would say, but never, never stop. NACA doesn't stop. Uh, we have, um, but we are doing more there. We're looking to, to assist uh, some some uh, areas over in Homa right now. We have a couple of counselors from the New Orleans office uh, heading over there to kind of assist and see what we can do with in in terms of some additional uh, housing counseling and assistance there. Uh, so we, mm-hmm. we we keep it rolling. We had a small pause, but we keep things rolling. I love it, and that's just who we are. And and it sounds like you're running your team the same way, um, you know. Uh, and and they're hitting the ground running. You guys keep the questions coming. Seven seven one, excuse me, eight three three seven seven one zero five hundred. That's eight three three seven seven one zero five hundred. Got the first question, Uh-oh. my counselor. Before I read this question, let's just talk about it. What causes a member's counselor to change? 
And because we do have a question about my counselor has changed, do I have to start the process over? It seems like I do. So before we dive into that question, let's talk about it. Claudette, you know, Diego, what causes a counselor, uh, a member's counselor to change? There, there are a few reasons for that. Uh, the first one is it's possible that the current counselor is no longer with the company, right? So we need to assign somebody else. Also, uh, maybe you're working with a housing counselor and you are qualified for the NACA program. Now it's time to assign your file to a mortgage counselor, who's a counselor licensed in your specific state to originate your loan. Uh, you, don't, you don't start over, they, they just take where, where the previous counselor left, right? Another reason is that uh, your counselor went on vacation or medical leave or other personal circumstances that prevent that counselor uh, for meeting the appointment with you. If that's the case, we want to honor the appointment, so we assign a temporary counselor to meet, meet with you at that specific appointment until your original counselor is back. So those awesome. are the two main reasons for, for changes. And there are often times when a member think that, oh, I have a new counselor, I have to start over. No, it's not a matter of starting over. What we've told our counselors is when a new file signed to you, you must take um, possession of the file, you have ownership of this file. And so in having ownership means that you need to have an opportunity to go through the file to understand what it is you're going to tell this, this new member that you have. But all our files have narratives. So your last counselor would have left some information on the file your new counselor can pick up and move on. And even if you find that this new counselor is asking you some questions, it is to give that counselor, get that counselor familiar with your situation. It's not that you're starting over, but they must get, they need to know what reference point they're gonna start with, and then they go through the program. So don't lose heart. We have narratives, and we're gonna get you through the program as fast as we can. You know, and wow. lastly, you know, I wanna add that you know, the NACA counselor is an advocate. So in order for somebody to advocate for you, they need to know you, they need to know your story so that they can best tell it. And they, you know, some, some things are not, you can't just read a narrative and know the person. You have to actually talk to the person. So the person have to actually meet with you at least to understand who you are so that they can uh, submit your file with that narrative that, hey, I know this person. This person is ready for homeownership. This is who this person is. They can't just pick it up and just read a narrative and submit it. So whenever you do get assigned a counselor, uh, be patient with that person, you know, get to know that person so that person can be your trusted advocate. It, it sounds like what you guys are saying when you say this is that I can't just get your file and then rush in it and approve you. I need to make sure. And it sounds like one of the reasons that you want to make sure, because the counselors don't want to get them under contract down the road, somebody else in underwriting finds something wrong, and now they're in trouble and in jeopardy of losing the house. So it sounds like this is a safety precaution that you guys have put in place to make sure our members are protected. Is that what my uh, assumption is? Is that correct? That's correct. Definitely. That's correct, because most of her sure. stuff is, go ahead, Washington. No, I was gonna say the, the 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 newly assigned council wants to make sure they agree with the affordability and the uh, and that the members ready for home ownership. So definitely. Okay. Wow. So we have awesome. to we have to rem remind everybody that the qualification decision is not is not like a traditional lender too, right? Based on risk, mm -hmm. you just look at your credit score. If you have money at the bank, if you have a stable income, and here you go. We do it based on character. Right, it's a character-driven uh, underwriting, character-driven decision that we don't look at your credit score. We understand your circumstances. We look that you have a stable income, that in general you have your finances under control, that your budget works, uh, that you have a little bit of money to, to start your process, and then we qualify you, right? So the knowledge of your file, uh, of the, your goals, and all the factors that I already mentioned are very important for our decision. So, so you need to have that conversation with your counselor. 
Absolutely. Uh, this so is good information. Good information. Uh, you know, and they're coming. Damien, the questions are coming. They're doing it to me again. So they throw it up the hearts. We go throw up the hearts. But the questions are coming back and forth. Well, I've got them coming through the phone lines and I've got them coming through Facebook. So I'm going to toggle back and forth here. One of the questions is coming through the phone lines and then I'll get Miss Dennis in just a minute. But one of the questions is, could it be that my counselor changed because I changed my location? Why did I have to start over? When I changed my location, I went from Florida to Georgia. Now let's just talk about when they change states and they're going from Florida to Georgia and their counselor change. Is it a geographical reason or is it something different? Well, but you can have two circumstances, right? Uh, we have uh, the local counselors that work from each office and we have a remote counseling center. When you are working with a remote counselor, they cover all the country basically, right? They don't have a specific uh, location. But when you are working with a local counselor, in, the, in this case in Florida, they, they are not the best person to qualify you for to purchase in Georgia. Just wait, this is a non-occupied program. Each region has different taxes, insurance, specific information about each area, right? Wow. So the right thing to do is to assign you to somebody that really is familiar with the circumstances you're gonna have in your new region. So yeah, it, that may happen that we need to transfer you to a different council. But it's, it's a is. benefit to them. It's, it's a benefit, benefit it is. to them. It is. It gotcha. is. You get the best counselor for right. their needs. For that area. And, I would add too that person has to be licensed in that state to originate the loan. So you know, mm. you know the counselor in Florida may not be licensed to originate loans in in Georgia. So if they're in Florida, they have to it has to be passed on to somebody who is licensed in Georgia to originate the loan. Okay, mm. that's good information. Very let's good. talk about Miss Dennis' question about when she has a counselor and then her counselor changed or the appointment got pushed back even further when the counselor changed. And so she's basically saying oftentimes it happens and, and someone else has, who has signed up got an appointment before them. Now, I always have a pet peeve when I'm trying to compare myself to somebody else because it's like comparing a grapefruit to a grape. It is totally different and circumstances are different. So I want to make sure I put that out there, you know, always, you know, try not to compare yourself, Ms. Dennis, to the next person, because the circumstances could be entirely different. But, you know, Washington, uh, Ben, what causes them to push it back further when their counselor change or push the appointment back? Well, one of the things that we do at NACA is that, you know, we don't jump or we don't skip any member who has an appointment over another member. And we try to honor every member's appointment. So when a counselor leaves, obviously, naturally, you're gonna have a void. And we currently have a, 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 a national service rep. We have a national service line, which we just actually uh, uh, implemented to actually help solve some of, the, uh, some of these issues. We also have uh, created a system where even when somebody leaves, those appointments stay on the calendar and they're actually, they can go to anyone in the company to be able to service that person. So at times we may have some conflicts and that may be the reason that uh, that could potentially cause uh, somebody to be, uh, to be pushed back a little bit, but we try to see everybody and literally we're pulling all the resources to try to accommodate uh, that person. If in, indeed we, uh, you know, maybe we have that conflict and we're unable to, uh, uh, get you there. We do have waiting lists that we can put you on to ensure that we do get back to you as soon as possible. You know, like any other industry or like in the mortgage industry, you know, people come and go and we're no different. We That's have true. people who come, they learn, and sometimes they, you know, they go to other places and uh, then we hire more people to come to help service the people that we need. So this is by no way trying to ignore people or put people you know, out because the mission is to help everyone. But sometimes you may have a challenge in the course of uh, uh, trying to help everyone where you may have to push some people out, but never forget about those people because everybody matters at NACA. Wow. I've got one point to make about this though, okay. that, that mm -hmm, a lot sure. of people don't know. These guys and ladies, 
work Monday through Friday trying to make sure that your files are going through and that their offices are supported. But what you may not know is that every other weekend or twice a month, depending on the day, they conduct a job fair. These guys were on the job fair this Saturday to now make sure that there are enough housing counselors, mortgage counselors to be able to fit the needs of those voids that are happening. So you want be in that situation. So if you're interested in being hired, definitely check out the website, www.naca.com and go on there and look at the information and apply because these guys who you will be directly reporting to are the ones that are doing the hiring. So you, right. you already have now encountered them. So encounter them on a Saturday because they are really trying to make sure that you guys, our members are taken care of. I just wanted to point right. out. No, and that's a good point. Something that, something good that point. Um, members need, to, <laughs> members won't know this. So we want to make it clear that the councils we have at NACA, they have appointments every single day nine o'clock, 11 o'clock, two o'clock and four o'clock. There's some councilors here that have a pipeline of more than 500 members. Mm. So when somebody leaves, we don't have councilors who just sit back and, and have nothing to do. Remember, it's the best mortgage you're here for. And mm. remember that because you're here for the best mortgage, everybody wants to get the best mortgage. And unfortunately, when somebody leaves, we have to try and integrate that person's calendar into somebody else's calendar. And these mm. one of the reasons why you may have an appointment that is way down the line, not because we want to, but because the counselors don't have space to put it. And we're trying her best to make you get that, to get an appointment. So we really reach out to persons and say, please be patient with us. We really have more than we can chew, but we're going to get to you eventually. And you guys know why, because it's the best mortgage program out there. Like she this just said, true. thank you, Claudette. That was awesome. This is I true. Really, really appreciate that. All right, we got about nine questions that have come through so wow. far. So we're gonna try to work them out. We're gonna try to work them out. We're gonna get this done today. I so, don't believe so. Next question <laughs> is oh, we're gonna get it done. So the next question is talking about the waiting list. Uh, ben, you mentioned the waiting list, and on the waiting list, she uh, uh, Tish, Tish is asking, should I just get to the waiting list or request up front that I'm willing to be put on the waiting list? Um, I'm thinking she's asking, basically, I'll take whatever's first, whatever appointment is first, so she's flexible. Uh, is that something they need to be saying up front prior to getting scheduled or no? Uh, not prior to getting the schedule, you know, if you've just completed your home buyer workshop, you know, the best thing you could do is to get into your web file and complete the web file so that you can make an appointment. Now, the wait, waiting list is available to every member after they get counseled. Uh, sometimes we, you know, we counsel people and they're ready to go right now. And we have other people on the calendar, so we may not have the space to uh, get them in right now. But what we can do, what your counselor can do is put you on the wait, wait list so that if somebody, uh, God forbid, somebody cancels an appointment or couldn't, is a no-show for an appointment, then that counselor can call you. You do have to be available and ready to go uh, so that that counselor can meet with you and uh, 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 deliver that service. Uh, also, you know, sometimes when uh, a counselor is working with you to become uh, homeownership ready, you might not be ready right now. And they may have to, again, schedule a follow-up appointment. And you may get those things done, you know, maybe sooner than what you had planned. And uh, that's another use of the wait list to make sure that, you know, at moment's notice, you're ready. And if that uh, space be becomes available, the counselor can meet with you and move you forward. So um, that is, is available for every NACA member uh, going through the program once they've meet with the, a counselor for the first time. Now, Ben, you just reiterated something that I don't think a lot of members hear or they miss because I've been encountering members who've completed the home buying workshop and they're just sitting, waiting for a counselor to call them to set up an appointment. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 
you have to go in, upload all your documents, and then you can schedule an appointment. But if you have problems, you're able to call the customer service line. But I don't think a lot of people, if you want to speak just a little bit, just, I guess, reiterating that so that they understand, you don't sit and wait after your home buying workshop. But you know what? I think that's covered in the workshop. So while we're on the subject, when you're in these virtual workshops and y'all throwing a load of laundry in the, in the, in the washer <laughs> and then in the dryer and y'all washing dishes while y'all got this webinar going on and y'all feeding the baby, y'all better be paying attention because this is good information that they're missing out on because at the end, if I don't know when I'm supposed to schedule my workshop or what happens next, that means I wasn't listening. Am I right, guys? Mm-hmm. Correct. 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 And, and hey. that, that's that's big. I see that a lot in a, in a few of my offices as we go through that a lot of people are not just uploading their documents and go ahead and set your own appointment within the web file. I mean, it's at your control. It's that you have the power to do that. And we want you to do it. Um, we definitely want you to do it. Take advantage of that feature in the web file. It's a phenomenal uh, uh, site uh, and it's there for you to use. So please uh, upload your documents right after and uh, and make your appointment. Schedule your appointment to see your counsel. This was something we was talking about earlier. I wanted to just to talk to the regionals about what are the commonalities? What are the things that they see the common mistakes we as we as members make? But that might be a whole nother show because I really want to know how to how to get rid of all of the common mistakes members make when they're you know going from the workshop to uploading to to appointment. And, and, and we got a question from uh, Southershan who is asking about qualification, which is a good question. She's basically asking what happens after qualification once, well, actually what happens to get to qualifications? They've been given an action plan, guys. Your counselors have given them an action plan and now they got some things to work on. Once they work on the action plan and get all of that resolved, basically they're asking how long does it take to get an approval once once I meet all of the requirements or qualifications, what happens next? Good question, good question. Uh, I think that before we answer the question, it's important to uh, mention that we're talking about appointments, right? And that mm-hmm. sometimes our members need to wait for, for appointments, et cetera. It's nothing more frustrating for the counselor that get finally to that appointment and there are no documents in the file. All right, oh. the memory hasn't uploaded the documents. Or we met, we have our intake, you get your actual plan. The idea is then your next follow-up appointment, we are gonna have a complete file and the counselor will be able to submit your file for qualification review. But when they meet with, with our member, nothing has been updated, nothing has been done in the action plan or very few work. So what happened? You're gonna need another follow-up appointment and on and on until that action plan is completed. Once that action plan is completed and we have all the documentation, now the, the counselor is able to submit your file for qualification. I think that's a question, right? Mm-hmm. It, right now it's taking about a week for the file okay. to be reviewed oh, and good. come back. That's now, not bad. It's not too bad. Uh, not at all. Um, now, if the, for any reason, the the knack on the right and the reviewer that's, that's looking at the file for qualification doesn't find all the answers that they need or it's a missing or we have missing documentation, the file will come back to the counselor and to the member to complete those items and be resubmitted. And then you have to wait about another week to get your final answer. Okay. So, so Diego, one of the points that I'm getting here that you're saying is if they've given you 10 items on your action plan, and you've only completed six, don't come trying to get an appointment because they need all 10 in order for you to be submitted. Is that that what I'm hearing? Is that correct, everyone? Yes. But I, yeah, yes. But what I'm saying is basically do your best to complete your action plan before your appointment or to complete your documents before your intake because that's the tools that you counselor need to move you to the next step. And, and, and there's a point cool. about your action plan. Please read your action plan. And I know we, we, we get it. We see the data for follow-up. We scan and see what we need to do. But there's a description of what it is that they're asking for. When you read the description, then you know exactly how you must, the documents you need to upload to your file. Because until when that action plan has no other item to be done, that is when you will be submitted. That's mm. for home ownership. Until then, you 
just playing around. And, and I wanted to add that, and look, you determine, you know, when the timeline, the, the timeline, because at the end of the session with the counselor, the items that are on there, some can take literally days, some can take weeks, some can take months. So you make the determination and say, hey, this is when I can get this stuff done. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, action, the uh, appointment is the follow up appointment is scheduled. And you have to make sure that you, you know, you have those things ready. You gather those things, you, uh, you upload them to make the next appointment successful. Because the goal of the counselor, trust me, is to submit your file for qualification because they want to get you qualified and then they want to move on to the next one, you know. You, you make that determination when you complete it. And more often than not, we get people that will say, well, you know, I already submitted this, I already gave it. You know, this is full documentation underwriting. Every time you get a pay stub, you get a bank statement, you should just make it a practice of uploading them as you're building up your file and as you're getting ready and following that action plan. Oh, okay. Definitely pay attention to the action plan because again, as Damien mentioned, Yes, you have 10 things on there. There's one document that's missing. That one document may be uh, crucial in getting you approved. And if we don't have that, they're going to get a kickback. And then obviously you have to then do another appointment to do that. So you want to limit the number of times by being prepared. You know, there are some people that put in the binder. You just have to find what works for you. Yep, and, and that makes perfectly good sense. Being in the binder, I've suggested to people, and you guys can tell me if that helped, is when you're on the, uh, the appointment with your counselor, you should not be at a phone, but on your computer. So you have all of your documents just in case your documents didn't upload. And now you can just quickly shoot it to the counselor, submit, upload yeah. it to the file. And now you're not having to set and reschedule another appointment. So definitely, if you can, be at a computer and have all your documents in a folder so you can quickly say, hold on, you didn't get it. Don't say I sent it, I submitted it because they don't have it, so they need it. So submit it again. And if you have to send it via email because there's something's wrong with your computer and it's not letting it upload. But definitely have your folder sit in front of a computer while you're talking to them and not on the phone because you're not going to be able to access all your files. That's right. Yeah, so that's that a good point, huge. Damien. I, I believe that members should sit, they should approach even the virtual sessions. I mean, we're doing virtual sessions because of COVID, but it should still be a process if it was going to be a face-to-face -face appointment. We want you up and present. We want your energy, we want your energy there. We want you there with the counselor to make sure that that counselor is going to get what they need from you to get qualified and uh, sometimes we uh we don't see that i've kind of i've monitored a few sessions and uh i've seen some uh i've seen some funny things from from uh members uh during the sessions uh so what? we want to make sure that they're not enthusiastic sure, about getting a house we want to make sure that you're ready you're mm -hmm. in a, you're approaching the session your counseling appointment as if you are actually going to walk into a NACA office and meet with your member um, the counselor can also show you the document. Maybe it's illegible. Maybe it's, it got creased when the when you put it in the scanner. It could be a number of different things. We want you sitting up straight. We want you to be, you know, be, have your energy and be present at your counseling session. And, and Look, uh, if I'm coming up in there to get a house, now I'm gonna be up in the screen. I want you to see all of me. I, I want you to see where I'm living now, where I want to live later. Come on, y'all. We, we yeah. actually share the screen, you know, and so that's, and, and look, the counselor has that two hours, you know, they definitely want to get the job done within that time. So again, being prepared helps. Sometimes we have people that are rushing, they're on the phone, so they can't pay attention and they, they're saying they got to leave. And we say, well, you scheduled this appointment, you know, we're hoping that you're scheduling an appointment where you're going to have the time to sit. And as we said, if there's a document missing and you have, you can say, let me upload it right now for you because we're in the session, we want to get it done. So we don't want you to, uh, at the end of the session, running out and say, well, yeah, send it. I'll I, I take care of it later. Obviously, this is one of the biggest uh, things that you're going to do in your life. You know, Use that time. Schedule an appointment when you actually have the time and you can pay attention to what they're talking about and actually be able to follow it. Because if you're in a rush and this is the biggest purchase you're going to make, most likely things are going to go wrong. You know, you're not paying attention to some of the stuff, then you're going to come back and then it prolongs a process that doesn't need prolonging. 
Wow. So you take, you know, use that time wisely. And we have an original here that's coming back. And I, you know, <laughs> this, I, this is Damien, you're gonna laugh. This is Erica. And I'm wondering, is this the Erica from last last Monday? Because Erica really enjoyed Eric Exum, but Erica is back and she's asking a question. And she's saying she believed this is what she was doing wrong. She is far past this phase currently, but if she could help anybody out whatever you do don't and, and this is this is good basically she's saying don't answer one condition and then schedule an appointment then come back and do another condition Ooh. and then schedule. she says because she scheduled four appointments and they all had the same conditions and she was just working them down one by one and uh, my thing is well Number one, if I'm your counselor, I'm not going to let you do that with my time because three other people could have had this session. But what she said she was doing was she was literally taking them one at a time and then scheduling an appointment. So to your point, Ben, you got to use that time wisely. Really Absolutely. Yeah, no, she, the member is correct. Yes. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe I'm, I'm hearing this, but that, this is what she's saying. And welcome Absolutely. back, Erica. We're happy to see you uh, or hear from you on the show. Give some hearts up to Erica because Erica had a lot of good questions. Toggling on with the low interest rate to purchase in a priority area. Why does that not change the buying power? Priority areas are a bit pricey. So how is it a beneficial feeling to purchase in a priority area? Well, I, I wouldn't say that the a priority area is more pricey. I mean, that goes back to the not commission of uh, stabilizing neighborhoods. Priority mm -hmm. areas are actually the areas that we want folks to go and, you know, uh, 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 spend their hard-earned dollars, you know, bringing properties back to life. Most of those places are actually left behind uh, by cities and uh, speculators and investors come in, buy it up, renovate it, and then uh, the people who have been living there who have contributed to those communities are unable to actually live there anymore because all of a sudden you have brand new condominiums or brand new houses or renovated houses that they can't afford. So that's where you should be looking with this NACA mortgage product. You know, we don't believe that people need to leave their neighborhoods to uh, 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 go somewhere else to uh, find another house. We want you to take the NACA mortgage product. You know, NACA mortgage product is uh, not just for, to uh, purchase your home, but to rehab the home bring it back to life so that if you do it, the next person comes and they do the same, then the neighborhood appreciates. It now you've turned a neighborhood that's probably an eyesore that people didn't want to go into, into mm -hmm. that neighborhood that you know, uh, would eventually been uh, desirable because an investor came in and cleaned it up. And we, yeah. we see it all you know across the nation that this is kind of what is happening. So before, the, you know, there isn't, you know, the, you have the FHA 203K product out there and other products that low to moderate income people cannot qualify for or they have a hard time qualifying for. The NACA mortgage is there for everyone. You can't qualify for it. You just have to uh, be persistent, persevere to it, and also be have the will to be able to want to change your community. You know, we're, we're, That's we're right. not... We're not uh, giving people loans to go and buy in the best areas. Uh, that's not what this program is about. Again, it's about neighborhood stabilization, and we want you to buy in those areas. And frankly, those areas uh, are not pricey. They become pricey when once the speculators and the investors start to move into the, those areas, and then other people follow them. That's so right. be the first to start. That makes sense. Moving on. Thank you, Benjamin. And, and you're wow. right. We're not giving out any any mortgages or whatever, because I, I do believe and don't get me on my soapbox talking about it is your God given right to own a property or own your home because the wealth is in the what? In the land. Damn. And so you guys are here because NACA is bringing forth awareness access and change. We are making you aware of our NACA mortgage product. We're giving you access to America's best mortgage to change your normal, your which, what you thought was your normal circumstance is no longer normal, no more. So it's going to change your current living conditions in your environment. But we do have a question about multifamily. And the question is coming from, once again, is this is a Northern way. This is our first one up North. And so what, what's happening is they're asking more and more about multifamily. Uh, 
uh, Angie, you guys talked about multi multifamily purchasing on your show. However, my counselor does not mention it. I did ask about it. She said it wasn't for me. How do you know whether it is or isn't? Do we talk about, do our counselors talk about the multi purchase, the multifamily purchase option? We address that at the homebuyers workshop since the beginning. And you have all your information also in your workbook, your qualification workbook. I don't know if Ben wants to add anything else. Yeah, I would say we, we talk about multifamily a lot. But one of the uh, things that we don't want to do is to push somebody into a multifamily who isn't ready to become a small business owner. I think a lot of people watch the, uh, the NACA video and they see the guy pointing and saying, hey, you know, and my tenant is paying my mortgage. And everybody yeah, just, you know, they jump up, they're laughing, they're yeah. happy because most people just see the brighter side of multifamily. That's what they work. don't see is the other side where you're, you know, you're, you're currently a, a, a tenant. You come to NACA, you buy a home, you become a landlord once you buy a multifamily and you have to manage this property. If your tenants don't pay you, especially up north, you know, in, in case of, you know, New York, the area that I covered, if you can't get the tenant out, you still have to pay this mortgage. Yep. So we have to make sure that number one, you've attended landlord uh, 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 training course. You've, you've, you understand what it takes to evict tenants. You understand what it, it takes to manage the property. It's not just, well, I couldn't find a house within my single family range. So my counselor should just qualify me for a multifamily because that helps. And in some situations, it may be the uh, best thing to do, but we have to make sure that you're prepared for it. So it's not about your counselor, actually. Uh, uh, and we train and coach our counselors that they shouldn't just tell somebody they should go for a multifamily. Even though that's the option, the person should actually make the choice whether a multifamily is good for them, that they're ready to take on that, again, that small business aspect of it. Because you're literally running a small business and you have to account for every little thing that goes on that multifamily in order to have a, a success, successful home ownership. It's, and you know and what? Works. You know, we said this a couple of calls ago. Damien, remember we was talking about this? You know, do you want to live next door to people who rent mm -hmm. from you? Because as soon as you pull up to your yeah. property, you're pulling up to people that rent from you. So they're going to they meet you at your car door before you get out saying, look, my hot water heater, my this, my that, my doorknob look different, whatever the case may be. You got to open yourself up now because you are now landlord and you do have to, so, you know, that that training is is critical uh, where do you where do you find the training piece is it on our website uh we we no. have the training in our local offices uh we have there are some for folks who want to do it online there's an online link for it but typically most uh some hot approved counseling agencies do provide landlord training so you okay. definitely want to talk to your uh your counselor uh the uh, counselor will know which local identity provides it and if not they also should have uh, an, uh, there's one online that you can do, obviously in light of the pandemic, where people are not meeting face to face. Okay, and let's make sure that you get a you make sure that you get the certificate that you have gone through the training. A certificate that, that's important, and what's also important because I do a lot of multifamily in in California, and a counselor may say you're not ready looking at what kind of asset, what's your asset looking like, okay? Mm -hmm. Because you have to have some, and depending on what unit you're buying, right? You must have assets that you can, like Anjanet said, pay for something that goes broke. Because right. we do have a lot of money now in California where because of the pandemic and everything else, people were out of work. And people have been out of work for over a year. That's right. I've been paying rent. And consider yourself the landlord of three units, and you have two persons in two tenants who are not paying. You have to find that money to pay, or you know what's coming. Yeah. So it really is a business, and you really have to be prepared mentally mm -hmm. and now, financially. Two, way, two to ways this over. Two ways that I look at this, Angie, and I tell a lot of people, one, mm -hmm. whatever you went through when you were renting and all the problems you faced, now you're going to be on the other side dealing with the problem. So do Perfect. you want to deal with people like you asking <laughs> and needing the stuff that they need? 
Danny second, throwing dry shade to y'all. He throwing at, for y'all out there in Facebook land. Uh, Damien throwing some dry shade. He basically saying karma coming. But go ahead, Danny. <laughs> the other thing I want to point out is I tell people now that we're in this whole pandemic where the government is saying you don't have to pay rent. So it's incumbent upon you to, as a landlord to be out here looking at all the different grants. Listen, if I owned a, a multifamily, I would be at your house knocking on your door with my laptop printer internet and everything to help you fill out that that form that's going to get you rent that's going to rental pay. assistance that's right so you need to be able to take a hold of it and be able to understand because the bank is not going to hear that your tenants ain't paying right. all they're going to hear is we want our money they want the mortgage to the building yes <laughs> exactly right and, and oh. look uh, last thing i want to add is obviously you know uh, Running a multifamily on like a single family is never going to be affordable. And again, you know, I always like to take it back to the fact that, you know, NACA is a neighborhood stabilization organization. We're looking to help low to moderate income people, you know. So, you know, one of the things that we do encourage is that most, some of the, most of these cities have, you know, housing authorities, you should work with them and, you know, get involved in their Section 8 program and be able to mm. rent to somebody to help somebody as they are looking for housing because it also in turn helps you out. You know, you can obviously count on that uh, uh, Section 8, uh, Section 8 mm -hmm. voucher to help pay the rent. And I, it's not going to be all of it, but the tenant has to pay their portion. But it's, it's better than having nothing and you're helping the people that we want to help who, again, uh, don't have access to, uh, you know, uh, to homes readily available in some of these markets. So take advantage of it, especially in New York. I mean, there there are programs where you get a bonus by working, you know, uh, with uh, uh, folks that need uh, uh, need housing, so mm -hmm. you know that combination can help make that uh, that uh, multifamily a success. Again, you mm -hmm. you wanna you wanna be part of these programs, uh, offer housing to other people that need it, uh, which in turn is mutually beneficial to you. Wow, That's that awesome. is great. Now we have a New Mexico question coming up in just a minute, but let me toggle back on over oh, and New talk Mexico. about Florida for real quick. Now, Diego, Florida is your area. We have Miami, Orlando, Tampa, and Jacksonville. Now we got a Jacksonville office question. All of our offices are open technically, correct? That's correct. All right. So to your question out there in Facebook land, our Jacksonville office is open to stop by and see us. Masks are required. So we want to make sure you know that that office is open. I don't think we have any offices that are closed. Uh, no, but uh, well, maybe what we need to consider is the counseling is doing is doing virtually right now. We're doing virtually counseling. It doesn't mean that because the office is open, we're doing face-to-face -face counseling. But uh, yes, the offices, the loans are closing at the office. Mm -hmm. The kiosks are available at the offices. And okay. our counselors are there. Okay. And Christina is asking, after receiving a raise, how long do I have to wait for it to be considered in my affordability. My counselor told me that her manager said I have to wait a year. So mm -hmm. when I get a raise, do I have to wait a year for that to count as income? Not necessarily. Uh, it depends. I mean, there is not a, just a quick answer to that question, right? It's different if you, do, you make an hourly rate or you make a salary, right? A fixed salary. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been with the company? Uh, if you get another uh, additional overtime bonuses, et cetera, right? So if you are an hourly employee, the fact that you got a dollar more or any amount on your pay stop doesn't mean that we can take that income immediately. Probably it's gonna be easier if you are a fixed salary, right? Because you're not going right. back to your old salary. Mm -hmm. We need to look at the, your year to the income to see if it supports that. Remember, we're giving you a loan for the long term. And we need to make sure that the income we're using to qualify you for that loan is going to be there for the long term. It's correct. We're not going to put you in, in, in something that is going to create an unaffordable situation, right? Mm -hmm. So, but, but in most cases, unless you are self-employed, a 1099 contractor or something like that, you don't have to wait a year. And Understood. I, Christina, I, I hope that helped you. I want to add something to that because I think people equate the uh, income piece with affordability. And affordability is something totally different. So just because you got the raise doesn't mean that you're going to save more because at NACA, affordability is rent plus saving. Are you 
you know, uh, paying rent and are you saving on top of it? So yes, if you get the, if you get the raise, that means you're going to have more income, but it doesn't mean that your spending habits are going to change. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't necessarily getting that, That's getting good, that income yeah. just gives you a larger threshold to be able to afford more, but you have to still demonstrate to us that that increase that you got in income, you actually are saving it and we still will need to see it. So Christina, show your queen skills and the raise that you got, continue to pay your rent, but the raise that you got, put it in a savings and show that you have a savings pattern of that raise. Ben, is that what you're talking about? Will that now give her more buying power? Yes. I mean, as long as she's saving, if she's paying rent, you know, we have to pay me shock. You know, the payment shock is literally, you know, you're, you're, you're trying it on, trying on the payment to see if it fits. Right. You know, so as long as you try on the payment and it fits and we can see that, you know, three months, you know, on top of you save on top of the rent. If you're not paying rent, then we need to see you save for six months so that you can see. And then you still have to continue doing this until you close on the loan, because mm-hmm. once you get that house, NACA is still going to be there to help you. But that mortgage payment is coming and you should be ready for it. You know, it's not just good enough to have the income demonstrate that you can save what you're asking for. So Ben, I got a question with that. So even if your income increases, say a salaried person, but if your debts are still high and you was at the threshold, that doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to now get a new affordable, a, a new, a higher affordability, correct? It doesn't necessarily. Again, we're, we're looking at, you know, at, you know, and that's what I, I wanted to make sure that I clarify that just because somebody got an increase, again, doesn't change their affordability. It should, you know, change their affordability after they've been counseled that, hey, if we've counseled you on uh, uh, an income that is lower and you have more, uh, it should translate to uh, more, you know, more net income. Now, you might decide to put that that income somewhere else. Maybe you uh, decide, hey, let me now increase my 401k or do other things. You know, now more is not going to come into your net income to be able to actually save for the extra that you want in the payment because we're still trying to make sure that the payment that you get is affordable for you. So income is great. You know, don't get me wrong. We want you to get more money in any shape or form, but we also have to see that you can actually save that money on top of what you're asking for. You know, the income gives us the threshold uh, as to how much uh, that you, you, you can qualify for, but then you still have to demonstrate the ability to afford it. Makes sense. We have a call in that's asking uh, from New Mexico saying, we def- we desperately need the NACA program in New Mexico. Are there any chances of you opening up an office in our area? Eventually, but right now <laughs> we want you to continue to go and sign up on our website and, and attend the home buyers workshop. We had one this past, this past Saturday and we probably had about seven people out of New Mexico so and we've closed some loans already in new mexico so go ahead and sign up i'm the person who will take your file and originate your loan so do that and we will be there soon wonderful i didn't know that claudette that is awesome all right new mexico we coming we are coming now someone else on face out there on facebook i'm gonna try to get through your questions here i am currently going through the process now would i be able to change to a multifamily unit even though i'm in the middle of the process can i now switch to multifamily sure always so the answer is yes Yes. That was a unanimous yes. Yes. And that's from 30 plus years of experience on this call. Ooh. So that's a unanimous yes. <laughs> Pro, well, pro, well, when you say process, provided you're not over in the credit access process with a contract in place. If you're in the qualification process, you definitely can change. Right. Thank you. Fair enough. And Larry is coming to us. Larry is asking, he's saying, I got a new job making more than the allowed amount for the priority member. I'm $200 away from the amount that I was told that I have to save. Does this pay raise stop me from being a priority member? Mm. The $200 is the last thing that my counselor said he needs to see on my bank statement. Ooh, Larry. Just so who was going to send that one? Well, that's two different things. I can tell you that, you know, Ooh, getting Larry. more money can be a double-edged sword, right? 
know, so yeah, making more money, you know, a, a priority member is any member who is at a hundred percent of the median income or below. So if you were at a hundred percent of the median income and you, you know, or below and you were a priority member, but then you happen to get a raise uh, and that raise is going to allow you to buy more house or save more that may take you, you know, out of that priority status. And that's just something that comes with the territory. Oh, wow. Oh my God. What, what should he do? What is there any options? Buy a house in a priority area. In a priority area. There you go. Yeah, the, status, the status is based on where you're purchasing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Okay. Status is based on where you're purchasing. So it sounds like this person is just at qualification. So there's no house right now. So that status could actually change depending on where they want to purchase. Okay, Larry, I, I hope that helps, but this is good information now. So so look in an area, in a priority area. So that may be some help for you, honey. Well, um, also, you, you don't know that you're not going to like the house. So don't already have a block that non-priority is, is a, a problem because there are many non-priority members that find great houses in priority areas and, and, and they get to fix them up with the rehab portion. So don't look at that as a, as a negative. Get out there and see before, don't issue yourself a declination and you haven't been given one. That's and right. also there is a lot of new construction in those areas. Mm -hmm. And grant money in some areas. True. That's I'm glad you said that because I, I, you know, again, you know, a lot of people think that when we say they're not a priority area, we want them to go live in the ghetto or we want them to go live in no. a, a place where it is. And most of your cities are priority areas. Like I'm in Newark and downtown Newark is a priority area. <laughs> most people don't know this. You know, you go to other parts of New York City, there are priority areas everywhere. Just, you know, uh -huh. again, work with, you know, your NACA in-house agent, you know, work with those folks that know, that know the program. Yes. They're going to walk you through that part. And, and, and as Damien uh, emphasized, don't have a mental block, you know, be open. Last question. And then guys, you know, I, we got, I about, told you. I, it, we got four questions coming in through my e-voice, but I'm gonna get this last one on to our Facebook viewers. Can people get denied from NACA? Real talk. They may, they may, if they, especially due to eligibility criteria. Uh, for, first, for example, you own a home, currently you're a homeowner, you don't want to sell that home before you're closing your NACA loan. Mm. You're not eligible for the program. Oh. Or you provide fake documentation to NACA. So, oh. and you then say, right. be real. So <laughs> that happens yeah. once every 1,000 members. But right. that may happen. That's a reason also to, to be right. denied for the program. Basically, if you're not willing to meet the, the program criteria, well, you're not eligible for the program. I think that's, that's, that's the answer for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This has been helpful, 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 but the old clock on the wall say it's time for us to go. And I, I know it's just, Damien, where does the time go, man? Listen, I, it happens every time. So we're going to have to have our regional managers. We're going to have to have them Because they're busy. They're busy making sure things are keeping in line. But we definitely want to have you guys back to finish ask, answering and ask further questions, answer further questions that our members have because they still have a lot. Absolutely. And we're gonna get we're gonna get more questions even after you all get off today. Trust Absolutely. Sure. I already know the phones are gonna continue to ring at 833-771-0500. But guys, if you miss part of it and want to see it, you can always find it on our website, which is www.naca.com. But you can always find us, like us, do whatever you want to do with mm -hmm. us on the official. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram page for NACA. You can also find this show on YouTube, throwing up the hearts. The old clock on the wall says it's time for us to go, but I do hope you enjoyed this NACA live show. These beautiful people, Washington, Riles, Diego, Luke, Benjamin, Kojo, and the lovely Claudette Stewart. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you guys. You guys go out, be safe. Mask up and have a beautiful, beautiful work week. I'll see you on the other side, guys. Fun. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Great one. Do you want to make a difference in your community and help build a stronger neighborhood? Become an active force locally as an activist. Create long-lasting changes in your community with the full support of NACA, one of the largest national nonprofit organizations fighting for economic justice. 
NACA's success is based on the active participation of over 2 million members advocating for affordable homeownership and economic justice. To learn more about NACA and how you can join a NACA to fight for economic justice in your neighborhood, visit NACA.com today. Do you want to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves. My name is Alicia Ford. Um, I purchased my home with NACA about a year and a half ago. I highly recommend it and it gives everybody a fighting chance at owning an affordable home with a mortgage that you can afford without some of the crazy lending practices that we know that are out there. To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com. Are you tired of paying astronomical prices in rent? Do you think owning your own home is an impossible dream because you can't afford a down payment or have a bad credit score? Welcome to NACA. We're revolutionizing mortgage lending with the best in America mortgage. No down payment, no closing costs or fees, no PMI, no consideration of your credit score, and at a below market fixed rate. For more than 30 years, NACA has been in the forefront stabilizing communities through affordable home ownership for low to moderate income working people. To find out more information about NACA, visit us at NACA.com. That's NACA.com. Do you want to know why NACA is the best mortgage in America? Let's hear why from NACA homeowners themselves. My name is Barbara Milan. I bought my forever home. I'm not planning on moving again. And it's all because of NACA. I wouldn't have been able to afford the home that I'm living in um, without the NACA program. To find out how NACA can make your dream of owning your home a reality, visit us at NACA.com. Thanks for listening. NACA's American Dream Program is a production of the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, a national nonprofit organization fighting for economic justice through affordable homeownership and community advocacy. To learn more about NACA and our advocacy efforts, careers, NACA's Best in America Mortgage, or to join a NACA in your community, visit us at NACA.com.